0: Chick, chick, chick. You ay, make this beat.
1: Say, nigga, I want to talk. Meet me at the bank, show me what you really about. Welcome to another episode of Adulting with Wine. So this week I have two wonderful ladies with me. Um, I have Yannika, who's new to recording with me. I've actually met her in person before. So, you know, she's one of the few people that I've met in person before uh recording so how are you Anita? i'm doing well you know tired but well i'm here happy you be- actually you were actually on one of my first podcast episodes That's the Mother's day edition that we did yeah yeah, ah. yeah so actually she's not used to the podcast what am i talking about <laughs> anyway um and then we have crew is like basically honorary uh co-host uh
0: because she's always on there <laughs> we love it <laughs> That means you like what I have to say. That's all that means. Exactly. Exactly. So. But you gotta tell your listeners a fun fact. They know me as Crew, but both of your special guests today was was like so amazing about us. We're like extra special. I have to say something, a fun fact about
1: both of you?
0: No, girl. We both have the same name. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's so different. Yeah. I think of you as your
1: name. I think of you as Crew, and my head is like Crew. And then
0: no. give <laughs> I got you. We can do crew. I just wanted them to know, yo, I actually met someone with my name. It's so different. I was just gonna met life. someone with my name. That's like never happened. See, your Tony's a lit. I mean, I'm sorry, cause my podcast is to be called You're Tony's but
1: do But do with wine is doing things. Okay,
0: we're connecting
1: people with the same name. Where do you see that? Exactly. Where do you see it? It's here. Um. So, this week, I wanted to talk about
0: um,
1: some things I've actually seen on social media just trending. Um, as you guys both know, Megan Astellian came out and exposed to her name, shot her for no reason. And um, actually, also recently, something I saw came out was, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but a while back, uh, Kiki Palmer had came out and said that basically, uh Trey Songs was pressuring her like sexually when she was at like, a house party with him and like people didn't believe her and people don't believe Megan either when it comes to um exposing black men about stuff they do to black women but now what the crazy thing is with Kiki Bahama is that some white women have came out and shared their stories with him and now it's like a big deal and it's like cancel Trey blah over blah blah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so it's just like I don't know, how are you guys feeling about those stories before we get into anything? Like, how did you feel when Megan exposed everything? Ynika, do you want to go first or <laughs> do you want to, um, you know my first initial reaction was I was very upset, you know, I was upset for her because people see Meg, you know, she has that sex appeal, she's the stallion, she's tall, she has that, You know, she's still very sexy. She's very feminine, yeah, but she still has that roughness to her because she's a rapper, and that's just, you know, that's her personnel. But I feel like with the whole situation and everyone calling her a snake for, you know, or a rat for snitching, it's like, how are you snitching if you're talking about something that happened to you? You know, like, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that she was being dragged by both Black men and Black women. That part blew my mind, So I'm sitting here like, as Black women, we we gotta be each other's allies like something's got to give you know what i'm saying and it's just like it could easily have have, you know situations like that happen so commonly and it's just something that we brush under the rug because we don't want to be seen as the angry black woman or we don't want to be seen as Whatever the case may be, you know, we make so much excuses behind all those things. So to see how everything kind of turned out and just the backlash and the hate that she was getting, I was just really, I was really upset for her. I was hurt for her as well. I'm just like, damn, she's got no love. But they love her when she's shaking and twerking. They love her when she's, you know, when walking out, they love her for that situation. But when she's hurt and she's looking for support and no one's there, everyone's just like... I mean, with Meg, I feel like even when she is twerking, she's rapping about sex, like she's doing all of that. Men still bash the fuck out of her um, on a daily basis. I see people, men, black men, say that she must be trans because so much too because of how tall she is and how her body is naturally slim and tall. Um, So it's just like. What are you even saying? Like people are so obsessed with the fact of like tearing down a black woman, like it must make them happy. Like even all of the memes that came out like disgusted me. Because like, it's just like one of meme in particular disgusted me when they were like, Oh, um, niggas we, be we out here, we should shoot bitches now. Like, are y'all really that serious? Like, are you really, really gonna go behind what some some small midget nigga did because um whatever? But it's just like it is what it is. Um, it's just a letdown to be like, to feel like anytime something happens to you as a Black woman, it's either the options are like, don't say anything or say something, but be really cruel cool because you said something. Is that really all the options you have,
0: you know? Um, I agree with um, a lot of what you both said. Um, so first off, when I heard this, I was in total shock. I was like, what? What do you mean he shot her? Like in the foot too like what like it's like really bizarre to me um i think what's also really um when i think about what yunika just said is um i think it speaks to how normalized a lot of behaviors have become and i think like our generation i guess we're uh w- what do we consider the uh baby boomers i don't know generation x um, millennials millennials yeah 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 Millennials, I feel like we're really trying to change the narrative on a lot of situations and circumstances because we're that it's, it's not okay, it's never been okay, but like it's especially not okay now that we are like so aware and so conscious. And I feel bad for, for men and women, especially women um, that feel like you need to hold a man down when he does something like that. I can think of my own personal situation uh, where I was in a domestic violence relationship and me and this person weren't even actually together at the time, but I allowed him to come to my school because he needed to get away from the city. And while I was on campus, he like uh, he physically assaulted me and I remember um, like telling him just go back to Brooklyn like I don't want I don't want to call campus police on you just go back to Brooklyn and leave me alone and like we don't ever got to speak again and I think about how I felt like I needed to protect him and his future, and I regret that so much now as a twenty-eight year old, like twenty-eight year old woman, um, especially a woman who lives alone. Because if I would have filed a report on him, it would have just allowed me to do a lot more things. And the reality is, you deserve punishment for whatever fucking fucked up behavior you put onto someone else. So if you put your fucking hands on me and I call the cops on you, you deserve whatever you fucking, not like that, right? Not like cops murdering you, but you deserve to be arrested. You deserve to be apprehended. You deserve to see a judge. You deserve to receive a sentence, whatever the fuck they're going to give you, because you committed that action. And it took me um, years to really, like, think about why I felt the need to protect this person. And it had to do with the fact that they were already, like, a juvenile criminal. I shouldn't dating them, but that's a story for another day um and i just felt like you know black men already don't have a chance so i don't want to be another burden on this black man's record but the reality is nigga you put your hands on me you shouldn't have put your fucking hands on me you you put your hands on me for no reason at that too so i just think when it comes to meg i think men hate the fact that one she's a woman empowerer she talks about fucking these niggas the way they talk about fucking us and men never like that they don't ever want us to have pussy power God gave us the vaginas, but they feel like they own it. They oh, feel man. like it oh, yeah. them. And yeah. like, no, this is my pussy. If I want to fuck 50 niggas in one day, if I want to fuck 50 niggas in my whole life, whatever the fuck I choose to do with my flower is is me. But a lot of men feel entitled to our bodies. And we see that even with how they degrade men. And it's just like, to me, it's just like, you're just mad because she can stand up for herself and not allow you to treat her like a, I don't want to say weak because I don't think it's weak when you're in that position. I just think you're not enlightened enough. But I think men are just upset that they can't take advantage of her in the same way that they can take advantage of other industry women.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it's crazy because one of the first things she said in the live when she um revealed that it was him is that she didn't announce that she first got shot because they were in a situation where they weren't with police. It's all they're all black people. The first thing police are gonna think to do if they already know that they have a weapon. I mean, they shoot us, not knowing if we have weapons at all, but just to admit, hey, I got shot, that means we're gonna get shot. So let me not say nothing. It took her so long. She was like, it took me so long to admit that we got shot just because I was protecting this person. And for him, and then he went behind her back to then be like, oh, well, this didn't really happen and make it seem like, make her seem bad in media. And I feel like a lot of times, like. Like Cruz said, like we as black women protect black men because we feel like they're already scrutinized, they already are a target. So why make them a target on our end when we could just protect them? We'll we'll take the brunt of it to protect them. Um, and that sucks because like who if if you protecting black men and black men protecting you, then who, what are we? You know, like what happens to us when things happen to us? You know, and that sucks. But how do you feel about that? Either? No, I definitely agree with what both of you ladies say, and to piggyback off what you said, Sasha, I that part is what I was gonna bring up. The when she did her live and she spoke on the fact that she didn't speak on it because she wanted to protect him, and it's like it just shows as black women we are constantly put in that role where we feel like we need to be the protector, but it's like we, I mean, we've been doing it from since day one, since slavery days. Black women, they did the most to make sure that their husband wasn't being killed or lynched or whatever the case may be. They made sure that they put themselves in harm's way because we feel like we have to be that strong person. We have to be on the front line, but it's like, when do we get protected? When do we hold space for ourselves to be like, you know what? We don't need to be the protector. And that just, it kind of just plays into the whole, oh, black women are just too strong. I don't want to be called strong. I am a strong person, but I don't want that to be my identity because when we're strong, us being strong doesn't come as a medal or as a reward. It's, a, it, it's crippling to us. Us being strong doesn't allow us to talk about when we're being hurt. Us being strong is the same reason why Black men sometimes don't take us serious when we say it. we're in pain. It's us being strong is the reason why they be like, oh, well, my mama did it. So nah, your mama was struggling can we not normalize the struggle? (laughs) Like why do black women have to be strong? Why do we have to struggle in order for everyone to take us serious? Like, no, we don't need to like glorify that. I feel like as black women, we need to speak our truth more. I think she did nothing wrong. I feel like she did something right in speaking her truth because I mean, even in Hollywood, we see all the time, Whitney and Hasby all the time, you know, I keep, like, I can think that, like, Black women are constantly being abused. We're constantly being disrespected. We're constantly just being shut down, disregarded. And it's like, what, what does, what gives? We can no longer sit here and be like, oh, because Black men have it so hard, we're gonna just make it easier. But what, at the cost of us? Yeah. You know what and I mean? I think, yeah. And I think the thing that, that, that hurts the most about that narrative is especially on, like, the front of, black women needing to be loved and not receiving that unless you struggle for the man that you're in love with yeah. okay, like oftentimes, the narrative is that oh he cheated so stay with him you should stick it out because you know he makes mistakes he's been through this he's been through that oh no. he did X. stay with him because he did this he did that but but you know he has to figure out he needs time to figure out he needs time to grow into himself But oh. it's just like at what point does he suffer for you? Like, why, why is the, why is anything that's worth considered like golden or a prize have to be a struggle or a journey for a black woman? When when it's for a white woman, it's just like, it's a given, it's an entitlement. Like a white woman is married, but she doesn't have to struggle to get that marriage, but a black woman is like, oh, you got to stay with him to go through this. You got to be with him and go through that. It's just like, damn. yeah, no, what is this about? (laughs) <laughs> Definitely. That quote that's going around on Instagram where it's like black women deserve the finished product. We truly do. I feel like considering we <laughs> birthed a whole nation and we have sacrificed so much, so much. I feel like we've sacrificed too much. If anything, you know, we need to start holding black men accountable. That's just what it comes down to. Accountability. We need to hold them accountable for their actions towards us, their actions and how the world view us. Let's be real here. Most times when people think negative about Black women, who's spreading that rumor? Who's, you know, spreading that negativity? You know what I'm saying? We're not seeing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, other people outside the race are going to talk shit about us. That's a given, whatever. But the men who come from us, the men who are our men, Black men, they're the one who's, like, putting us down constantly. They're the one who's, like, constantly talking shit about us or, you know, not giving us the glorification that we need, or just the respect that we need. And it's it's mind modeling to why we even have to argue this, or even have to act. We shouldn't even have to ask. I feel like you look at the Asian community, their men respect the shit out of them. I mean, yes, every community has disrespect, you know what I mean? But, uh, it just hit different in the Black community, man. It just, it definitely does. I have this conversation with girlfriends all the time on, why do we have to put up a front when she is really going bad at home you know what i mean why do we have to act like things are all sunshines and rainbows when in reality it isn't
0: why are we showing face i think a lot of it has to do with generational trauma passed down just by generations from slavery onward to be transparent when i think about and excuse me, I live in the gentrified hood. So you'll hear dirt bikes, police sirens. Sorry for that I'll turn my mic off I'll if I need to, if I'm not speaking. But um, I just think it's like generational trauma being passed down and it being normalized. Like it's normal for black people to struggle like this. It's normal for black women to struggle like this. When the fuck it is not. Like, yeah, it's like when people are like, oh, when you're going to have a kid, when I have a fucking man that's going to be with me and help me raise them. I am not pressed to be nobody's goddamn mother. I want to have kids, but I refuse to do it alone. Like I'm not one of those women that's like, but I always wanted to be a mom no matter what. No, I ain't raised no fucking baby by myself. And that has to do with what I saw seeing my mother as a single woman, right? Seeing her as a single mother and the stress and the trauma that put her tr- through. And then that trauma that landed on myself and my brother. So it's just like, I think, I think the trauma builds up and I think we begin to normalize. Think about the fact that most of, well, I'll speak for myself. I grew, when I moved to um, the US, I grew up around people that looked just like me. I didn't grow up with necessarily Asians and Hispanics or Latinx people or Spanish um, people or Hispanic people or like Jewish people. Like I would see these people, but they were not my communal peers. So it's like you're seeing everyone struggle like you. You're thinking it's normal because that's all you know. You get shipped off to a four year university and it's like culture fucking shock. You come back home and still see the same shit and you realize, well, Willie, the Willie Lynch uh, soapbox speech really has worked, and it has worked so fucking well that now we invoke it on one another as men and women, as women against women, as men against men. Like I don't, like I literally feel like the Black community is so like tarnished in so many ways. And this is not to say there's not spaces where community does exist within our existence as Black people, but as a fucking collective, nabi needs need to do better. It's so different. Yeah. I want to touch a little bit on something
1: that Cruz said, um, because I wanted to do a whole ad episode about this, and I still will. I wanted to call it like babies before marriage or babies or, or marriage, because I feel like often the narrative when you are a black woman, it's like, by, if you're not a mother by 25, most people start looking at you like... Like, what's wrong with you? like (laughs) you're not a mom like what do you have like even my cousin who who had her children young she had her first child at 17 and she had another child about a year later she's probably like 20 now and we had to have like a real ass conversation like she's like so you don't want to have kids i was like what did i say i didn't want to have kids (laughs) (laughs) What? don't judge me on that but it's like two i was like one was this easy for you having kids and then another one a year after, was that easy for you? And she was like, No. She was like, But I'm gonna be I would be in the club at thirty. I'll be girls like you're gonna be in the club at thirty. Do you really think that? I didn't even tell her that, but I, if you yeah. think she's gonna be in the club at thirty, good luck to her. Good luck to her. Because I'm like, there's no way. Like, what's the point? I'm gonna enjoy my youth now. And I told her this and, and I think what really opened her eyes is when I was just like, because when I'm in a, a long-term relationship, and I think that also drives people to be like, oh, how should I just have a kid? And even he's just like, I would have a kid. He's just like, would you give me a ring? <laughs> so what's what's good with that? So I, I feel like the narrative is awesome. Like, you should have a baby first, and then whatever. But I feel like if you're gonna have a baby, you might as well get fucking married, because it's the same fucking shit. I have to deal with him for the rest of my life either way. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, and it's definitely a generational it's generational curse and trauma is what it is, and it's toxic as hell. I had a girlfriend who, so I, just like you, could, I, you know, I grew up in a, um, I grew up with my parents in my family, but that didn't mean anything because my mom carried that whole situation. I've seen her work hard. I've seen her do things that she shouldn't even have to do because she had a partner. I'm sitting here like, you know, and growing up, I'm thinking she's catering to this man. She's going to work. She's taking care of the kid. My mom was a stay-at-home mom up until my youngest sister was old enough for me to take her to school. You know what I mean? And then she started working because she had to, but it was just like, I saw that growing up and I'm seeing her put through, she had to be so strong and she was going through so much and she was always showing up. You know showing up for us showing up for the family and i grew up thinking that's how you're supposed to do things it wasn't until i actually got out into the real world and i started changing my mindset about it and i was like nah i'm not gonna write for you if you're not gonna be writing for me it's a 50 50 here you know what i'm saying it's not just oh black men is gonna be king and i think that's what the big thing is also i mean like we hold them because we love our men we love black men. And because of that, we want to hold space for them to feel like the man. We want to hold space for them to be the man. But it's like, boo, if you're not going to be the man, how do you ask them for, like, you? something's got to give here. I had a girlfriend, back to what I was saying, I had a girlfriend who's dating this guy. I have a girlfriend who's dating this guy. And they just moved in together, like, a few years back. So I asked was like, okay, you know, like, you guys moved in together. You're, you know, we're in our, like, mid 20s so what's that she was like well he says he can't marry me because he wants to see h- how i am as a mom before i am a wife and i'm like how do i know how you are as a dad before i had I give you my kids <laughs> like, what what i was like run gotta- <laughs> so my thing is my thing is okay if she's a bad mom then what that's what i'm saying are you were bad in the family you still have her kids <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it made no sense to me because I'm like so you're willing to commit to someone like that and have a child with them that's going to be in your life forever over a marriage where you can like actually see if things can work out like you want to see how she is as a mom so you want her to struggle basically because if she, men always have the option to leave I mean women do too but yeah it's we, often like it's often written off like your shit if you are a woman and you leave like exactly the mom doesn't you you have the option to leave but can you really leave exactly and nobody ever looks at the dad as like oh if they leave the house pack up and leave the house it's like oh you know they're not gonna be there for me but your mom is always seen that's the person who has to be there for you exactly and we do uh, this crazy. We see it all the time and i I'm 26. I, I, don't, I don't have any yearning to have a child because talking to a girlfriend, Lee, she made a very valid point. She was like, the person I pick as a husband is the person I'm picking as a father for my children. And that was so, when she said that, I was like, shit, you're really right because that's exactly what it is. I said that. A girlfriend of mine. And I, I resonated with that so much because I was like, you're definitely right. Like, the man is, realistically, Men is gonna be head of household in a sense, even if we make as much money as we do. We're women. We're as and I'm in no shape or form a feminist because I feel like that's for white women. Um just it doesn't work in our favor all the time being a feminist. I mean, we can have traits of wanting to be progressive and you know, but I feel like black women have been holding it down for so damn long. The only thing that's kind of stopped us from being head of household in actual true form is the fact that black men regardless of what they lack we still put them first so we let them shine that's what put yeah them in front but yeah. We've been in the household from the beginning we've been of household from the get-go yeah and to yeah. add to your point in like my thing is like a lot of times it, for him to say that and be like i need to see how you are as a mom for me being a mom being having a child with someone is the real to death to us part because we can get married and realize this shit is not going to work out. But mm-hmm. if you have a kid, that's the rest of my life. That is until this child dies, then yeah, you have to be a part of this. It's not even until 18. Cause the kid will go to college, the kid will get married, the kid will do a whole bunch of other things to, in his life, even into his adulthood, Then you have to be tied together, have to know each other. Like, it's not just like you had an ex-boyfriend and you just move on. <laughs> so it's like how do
0: people not see that connection and be like damn if i have a kid with this person i might as well make the whole life <laughs> like, like. People, people aren't thinking that deeply they're really just living for the moment i feel i feel like a lot of situations are just like present thinking and not forward thinking and i know for me like when i think about long term i want a family like i don't want to be out here who the fuck wants to be 70 and alone aubrey said it best. yeah and if I do have to be 70 and alone, God forbid, it's because, you know, my husband was taken before me or some shit, but not because like, I don't know, whatever life happens, then like, I feel like you have to be willing to like adapt and go with the flow of life. But I'm just not willing to be somebody's baby mother. Like, no, if, he, if I'm good enough to fucking throw a seed in, why am I not good enough to put a material ring on? Um, And if not, then we can go to the abortion clinic because I'm not doing this shit by myself. I don't give a fuck who you are, how good you look, what money you have. I just like, I think I am truly traumatized by my mother's singlehood or single motherhood that I just like, I want kids, but I'm just not interested if I have to do it alone. Like I don't, I genuinely don't think I would enjoy raising a child by myself. Like I feel like it would be much more overwhelming to do that alone. Versus, no, I've always wanted kids. Like, no, I, I've never been the type that always wanted kids. I've always gone back and forth about this. I was dating someone three years ago, and we both didn't want kids. And now, I don't know, maybe my kids, my students have grown on me. And I'm like, no, I got to have at least one. But mm-hmm. even with having one, the circumstances have to be aligned. And that's not to say you can't get divorced, but I'm not about to just be a B.M. Like, we're not fucking doing that. We're not co-parenting off-rip. I'm not with that. We could just, We could just clean this up real quick and make sure we reuse our BC all the time, because no. (laughs) But I'm open to being a single mother
1: if it's completely my choice. Like, for example, I've said to myself a thousand times, and I said this to my boyfriend, I was like, listen, if you break up, and I'm like 35 and single, let's believe I will go to that sperm clinic, JD, Okay, And I will have my kids, Okay, You don't got to worry about shit, because I'm a big believer in like soul ties and like family ties. Like, you don't know what a nigga's family is like, you don't know what they do, how they treat your kid when you're not around. I'm none of that. Me and him have even had that conversation of like, listen, your mother don't even really talk to me like that. So if I can't even get a high out of her, then best believe if you have a kid, she's not watching my kid. So sorry about it. She better figure out how she's going to go talk to me. So it's just like, oh yeah. if I have complete, and this sounds kind of crazy, but if I have complete control of the situation, and, and me becoming a mother, then yes, I will do it. But if it involves another man, that's a lot. That's a whole hell of a lot. That's a whole other person. That's a whole other family that you're bringing into
0: your life without having that commitment behind it. And people don't think about that. You don't sound crazy. I was dating this guy, very briefly, because girl, <laughs> <laughs> he was a fucking, I don't know. I, really, I don't know, we probably couldn't worked. I, I just be having too much visual thinking. Well, long story short, I told him, like, you know, if I met a man and in six months we we decided to have a kid, I would do it because at this point we want the same things. What are we waiting for? Like, I just feel like if you and a person know what y'all want and y'all are alive, time means nothing. That's me personally. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. wait three months if, if we're making money, living good, able to afford it, why the fuck not? Like, what is literally stopping us but us? Um, and he was like, I don't know how we would get, we would think it on the topic of like women not needing men, and he would always be like, you know. A lot of women, you know, men are just becoming, um, like unnecessary. Like, you know, y'all can go get a dildo and do all this stuff. Same thing with men. They can go get a blow up doll. Like, you know, soon men and women, they really aren't going to need each other. Like women can even go have a baby on their own right now if they chose. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? He's like, there's nothing wrong with that. But truly, he felt like men and women, need, I guess, needed each other to some extent, but we're so disconnected with what society has allowed what society has developed, I guess, for us to cope. If we if we realize, I guess, we're not good at relationships or things aren't working out, like as far as sex toys go, um, he would always be talking about it. And I'm just like, well, you guys have to think about why you're becoming so disposable. Like to be transparent, women are not killing it right now. Like I see a lot more women hustling and getting on their shit than men. And I see a lot of motherfucking niggas out here just comfortable being a shorties by like allowing a shorty to be their, their pimp in a sense, like, or pimping a shorty, like wanting her to purchase things or take care of things or give money. And I'm just like, where's y'all niggas' balls at? Like, it's truly a different generation of men. And not all men are like this. I feel like the 35 and, I'm not gonna put an age on it. Certain men are not like this, but I feel like the majority of men, like, they have really become some bitch motherfuckers like i'm sorry but <laughs> what i call them i call them little mamas bitch asses of bitch asses y'all are out here shooting up people's young kids but y'all not out here fighting the fucking cops and slaying us every fucking day but y'all gangsta like nah y'all niggas don't got no real fucking balls be like y'all really fucking don't. like and it's just sad like niggas will really want to go to jail over shooting the kid a black kid over shooting the cops how does nope. that make any sense? a we'll, we'll slap a woman than to hold their homeboy accountable for some fuck shit he did. I don't know if y'all saw that video of that guy hitting that girl in the face with a skateboard. I no, that. I did see that. And I was just like, wow. So what happened to that? Wow. I think he was trying to talk to her and like she wasn't interested and he got upset and he slammed his fucking skateboard into her fucking face. Wow. Literally. Slammed his skateboard. This is how. But I feel like a lot of black men's issues are their insecurity. It's this right here. They're it's mental. It's they're brain It's ego. It's thinking that you're you're entitled to fucking women. Period. Or black women. Like I'm just tired of men feeling entitled to women. Like especially our bodies. Like whether it's a black man, white, man, whoever. Just men. Period. Like they are fucking gross. Like stop feeling entitled to our vaginas. Like seriously. And and stop feeling. If somebody rejects you, like, that's okay. Like, maybe that's a blessing. Like, I don't know, there was an incident. This was last year. A man, like, killed this college girl when he was trying to talk to her in the parking lot because she wouldn't talk back to him. Like, niggas really be fucking crazy out here.
1: We see it all the time. I remember a few years back at the Labor Day parade that they had in Brooklyn. Um, I didn't know her, but my ex at the time, I don't know if you guys remember the story. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. With the girl, she turned him down, and he sliced her up, and I was just like, I mean, I've expe- I mean, we've all probably experienced, you know, guy tra- black men trying to talk to us and we'd be like, not, and we get all the bitches and the grabbing and the, oh, you yeah. do, do, do? And it's like, my oh, nigga, why I gotta be all of that? Why do you have to disrespect me because I declined you? Because I said no. There are other people out here. Move on. You don't know what I got. And it's all. It's even more rude when you're just like, okay, I have a significant other. I had a nigga tell me, so, so? <laughs> the entitlement. I, I mean, honestly, ladies, it also comes down to black moms, sadly to say, because we raise them, especially when it's like that there's a lot of single moms, it comes down Well, to- I think it, it comes out to a, a, a thing where it's just like n- boys need their dads. They and do. unfortunately, like, we're in a generation of men that a lot of them did not have their dads growing up. So a lot of them don't know what it takes to be a man. So a mm-hmm. lot of them are just lost. They're here, lost, and it's not an excuse, but it's just what it is. The reality. Like of going it. back to like the Megan Thee Stallion thing, I was talking to my boyfriend about it, and he was just like, "Honestly, it sounds like they were talking. They were drunk. They were angry." Megan is six six foot tall or five eleven, and Tori Leigh is five four. He was just like, "It sounds like." <laughs> Oh. Don't laugh. Don't. Laugh. I'm a little bitch. I not stand him. <laughs> laugh. It laugh. Okay, so he's 5'4 and he was just like, it sounds like they were in an argument, and he got like, he kind of got like, is like a, had like an Napoleon complex, and she started like arguing back. And I guess because remember there was a part where she says she got out the car. It sounds like he he felt like who the fuck you talking to, and like he felt threatened by her because he, she's one bigger than him and two she's a woman that's bigger than him so it's just like oh i need to pull out my flags and like flex on her to show who's bought type shit i, I definitely and feel it's like it's a shame that men feel like they have to do that like what <laughs> no definitely i feel like and he's right but i definitely feel like that's what happened It's toxic masculinity, and then um, it's just like it just also comes down i always say this i say that there would be a lot of less harm against women and rape, if we rape men and women on the same level of everything. No, oh, because you're a girl, you can do certain things, but my son can. I I mean, I grew up with it. I I'm Caribbean, like I'm Guyanese, my, you know, I see it all the time in my household, even though I'm the oldest. My younger brother, even though I was the oldest, at 18, I had a curfew at eight o'clock, but he can walk in at like (laughs) one. I and my understand. daughter is 22, and I'm just like, I wonder what's happening. Like, Wait, you were 22. Oh, he's 22. So, he, you know, he's 22 now. But I mean, like, back then he was like 16, you know what I mean? Like, you're yes. 16, I'm 18, yet he gets to walk you later than me. And I have a job, mind you this. It it's, oh, you can't get pregnant, because he can't get someone pregnant. Or, right. Or, you know what I mean? The double standards is what it comes down to. And it's just like, we need to hold both girls and boys on the same accountability right and we need to just make sure that we're raising them both disciplining them to the both the same way and just making sure that they have the same set of roles you know men always feel like they have that one up on us because they're men they want to beat on their chest like they they gotta be that man but it's like no because we're doing the same thing women are working women are taking care of kids women are building women are women are holding shit down so what are you really bringing to the table that entitles you to be the man you know what I mean? And I mean, they will tell you, they will say, they will say dick. <laughs> <laughs> and they will be dead the fuck ass I, too. They too, know, ass. No, truly, truly. They will bring nothing but dick to the table and they're just like, I'm the man. I can, like, my man, if I'm really hustling like I'm hustling, I can pay someone to give me dick. Like, move the fuck, what else? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can pay a nigga to fuck me every night if I'm really hustling like I'm hustling. So, you need to break something up. Like what else can you do?
0: I don't know what if else you,
1: you do yourself. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch. I may destroy you. Or I Instagram. have not, but I need to watch it. Somebody asked for it to my kitchen, but go ahead. Yeah. So in the show, Annabella, the main character, you know, beautiful black woman, she was sexually abused, and while it was by a white guy, it was a black guy helped her helped him do it one wow yeah so that was his friend he helped him date, you know he drugged her and then he helped his friend carry her out of the club to the secret location where they were gonna you know perform the act mm-hmm. in the end the season finale the only reason i bring it up is because in the season finale she played she met face to face she saw her rapist and she played it out in so many different scenarios one of the scenarios that really pissed me off was the fact that she bought her rapist back. To, she was gonna rape him. She was gonna try to flip the switch on him. Like she was gonna be, like put drugs in his drink and like get him back to the bathroom and sh- take power. But it ended in him crying and her feeling sorry for him. So she brings him back to her apartment and she's hugging him and she's comforting him. She's telling him, he's explaining to her, like, I raped a lot of people. Like, this is what I go to jail for. You know, I'm, I'm there's something wrong with me. Like, I can't help myself. And he's crying and she's comforting him, even though she's the one that was victim. You know, suffered. Exactly. And it's like, why are we constantly making ourselves small? Why are we constantly allowing people to hurt us? And in the same light, we're going to try to comfort them in the same time to make sure they're good, but we're suffering in silence. Like, how does that, how does that work? How, like, where do we go from there? Because there's no change that happens when we do that. I posted something in my group that says, hold on, I'll read it because so I basically posted this post that I created in my group, and I said, "Peace at the cost of your own voice, your needs, or your feelings is not authentic peace. It's just silence. Like, simple and put There's a difference between being silent and being peaceful. I wish Meg, I wish Meg would have said something. I mean, who can tell her how to grieve and how to handle how she handled her situation? Because that's a traumatizing thing. I don't know how I'd deal if I got shot in the foot by someone that I thought. I was fucking with, or, you know, I was cool with. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I'd probably go work Obi on him, to be honest. I'm going to go to the Obi <laughs> That will be bad. And, I mean, <laughs> that's what I've been saying from day one. But who are we to tell her how to grieve? But I wish she would have said something ahead of time. Because... <laughs> I mean, but even if she did, I feel like she would still be in this state. She would like, still get the backlash, but at least it wouldn't a lot of people drag her, like why she waited so long why she was so hush hush about it that was one of the main thing i've seen a lot of people dragging her for and i'm just like i mean sometimes being quiet right away and i've had situations where i was hurt and then i just didn't say anything right away because i thought i was trying to alleviate some of that noise and try not to be that person but it just made things worse you know what i mean and it just i feel like if one of us silence we all get silenced in a way because they think it's okay they the next person that they hurt they like well this person didn't say anything we're gonna continue to do it we're gonna continue to cycle and it's like we all i mean we don't all have to be the voice for every black woman but it happens so much to us that it's like we need to share our stories we need to speak up on it we need to normalize just like how we are constantly speaking on black men being killed we need to constantly speak on black women being killed and being raped and being hurt by black men by men in general we need to speak on black women just being hurt that's what the biggest thing is we're just not speaking on it because we feel like we need to protect but the only person we really need to protect is ourselves and the next person that comes after us, you
0: know what I mean? I want to yeah. say something. Oh, go ahead, Kirk, sorry. Oh, really quickly. I just wanted to say like I also feel like when victims go through things, it is it is no one's place to tell them when they need to speak up. Like that is that person's story and like they choose to share it and what they choose to share is completely up to them. Either way, none of us was there. We're just bystanders hearing the story, but like i think the focus really should be on the fact that this man shot this woman who cool, gives a fuck if she took a month three years this is not like a se- sexual assault case where people are like Ehh. and even then like you shouldn't you shouldn't like try to victim blame right because people have reasons why they don't come forward whether they feel like damn maybe i did something to create that that situation a narrative um but yeah let's focus on tori little bitch ass like fucking leprechaun ass like i'm so I'm so annoyed that, like, men in hip-hop aren't even, like, speaking up about this. Or not enough men. Like... Are you kind
1: of cut out a bit, Yanni? Yeah, I think she's frozen. I can't hear her. Are we all no, we're still recording, but I think her, um, I think stops. Oh. Let me see if we can get her back in. Yeah. I message her in with the group thing. Oh, she she cut out. Okay, she come back. Our internet must have cut out. Oh, it's okay. It happens. It can yeah. Welcome back.
0: My computer, so like my, my the Zoom that's on my, la- this is my work computer. So it was saving my lesson from early and I think it cut me out. Sorry. No,
1: it's okay. But say, just say what you were saying before
0: girl i don't even know where i was at but pretty much like i just feel like the focus should really just be on tori and like also like the fact that like i feel like not enough black men or just men in hip-hop are speaking up about this and i feel like it really speaks to the womanizing behavior that many of them engage in regularly like and i really feel like a lot of men do not like women they like our vaginas they like the pleasure they get from it but they don't like us as people like i truly feel that there are men who are out there like that i'm not saying tori is one of them but i just think it's crazy that like so many people are coming to his defense he hasn't even defended himself but like you guys are all not you guys but like people are just defending him like how and why yeah i
1: definitely and i i, I just want to put it out there i'm definitely not victim shaming you know as someone who has gone through her own face share of both domestic and like abuse in general I definitely don't get some shame. I'm, you know, that wasn't my intentions at all. More so, I was yeah. more so projecting because I'm like, I wish I would have spoken up more, or I wish I would have talked on certain situations because then I could have helped someone else, or just I could have diff- changed, you know, the narrative, or something differently could have happened, you know. And obviously, everyone handles things. The way they need to and they process it the way they need to that's best for themselves and being kind to themselves you know you're definitely right tori is the main problem here <laughs> you know and no I, you're you're definitely right i don't want to wasn't, say, i wasn't coming for
0: you because i, I know, didn't
1: like feel like that me. at all i just wanted to just make it very clear that i wasn't victim shaming at all because. She handled it the best way she knew how in that moment, and when she felt comfortable to come out and tell us, like she said, she was trying to figure shit out. She was traumatized herself; like she couldn't even believe that was happening, you know. Yeah. But remember, her legs are her moneymaker. I mean, she's her moneymaker, but them legs, you know. She, she, you I, mean, I, mean, I mean, if mecca couldn't walk, what would she do? Like, if she couldn't talk, if she can't use the knees. Guys, what would, what would that little joke about the Obia house, I was like, yo, if he had crippled her in any sense of way, I would have started a GoFundMe for us to get some money to get the Obia lady, because we would have took out. I mean, she the whole, whole world would have funded, would have funded anything. Do she need prosthetic legs? We will get it. What does she need? Okay? I like, like I, I, I was ready. To... When I heard the news, just like you, I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? Is this a joke? this is mega shop. what i was i was to like, the joke y'all playing with me 2020 I'm, I'm good i'm done with 2020 y'all are joking but then when i really saw that it was true and then i saw the jokes and the kikiing about it i was like are y'all fucking for real oh
0: shit. it made me think like is what is too serious to joke about right because i feel like I don't know. Like, I've definitely capital that things are probably inappropriate, but I saw something today. That I was just like It was like, yo, with Tori, at? I need him to handle something for me and I'm just like, really Do you Like, I don't need that's like I don't know. Like, I know it's humor, but it's also like, I don't know too soon. It's disgusting. Or, it's really disgusting. Like, that? like, is that who you are? Is this just a joke? I feel like with some people, it's hard to tell. Um, but it's just like, yo, like stop normalizing abuse against black women, like dead ass, like stop fucking normalizing that shit. Because we literally have been through hundreds of years of fucking trauma, like from being fucking raped off, dip, pulled away from our kiddos, like breastfeeding children that aren't ours. Like the fucking list goes on and on and on and fucking on. Like, I don't know. I just wish men would say they like other men and keep it pushing. Like, at this point, <laughs> and keep it going because we don't give a fuck. But be honest in your fucking truth. Like, if you don't like women, cool, but leave us the fuck alone. We don't give a fuck what you do. Like...
1: So I honestly feel like, okay, like, the only Black man that has su- truly suffered consequences for what he did to a Black man, for, to a Black woman, I'm sorry, is Chris Brown. He went through years of turmoil every time he went, he went to an interview somebody, bring it up even years later. I feel like he truly suffered, like even career-wise for what he did. I mean, he had to make his – and he had to build his career back. I feel like he truly suffered. Maybe maybe not enough compared to like what a normal man would suffer, but I feel like socially-wise, he did suffer. Like,
0: as for, for him being a celebrity, especially, he did suffer a lot. So for me, and this is so crazy, because this is, like, maybe a few years after I went through my own shit. I don't, he suffered socially, like you said. I, I think even, like, his sentencing, when he got, like, probation and some shit, like, that was just, like, want to go what? Um, but I think, like you, I just felt like people were dragging it on. Like, it, it became his narrative, And I believe that people are allowed to change. I'm allowed to be a different person than I was when you met me in Syracuse University. I'm allowed to be a different person than when you knew me and teach for America, right? And I think like, what became annoying to me, especially as like a victim of domestic violence myself, is just like, yo, like, Monica, like, have you heard his name in the news since then? Like, I'm not saying like, his actions have changed. I mean, I think they have, I think he, he really like, I think that whole situation thwarted him in like a whole dysfunctional kind of like we just saw him dealing and healing outwardly, and it just was not cute so I agree with you and I, I wonder like as a society when do we forgive people right like I definitely feel like Chris Brown needs to be forgiven at this point he'd be giving us albums with like 20 20- um, besides that, I feel like he's paid forty-five. 40, it's forty-five. <laughs> oh, okay, Well, on his. Okay, okay, correct me, my bad. But, it's the longest album. It's be too long. They do be too damn long. Like, uh-uh, I'm about to spend a whole fucking two months listening to this shit. But, here, not
1: Beyonce. Do not release
0: a two-hour album. I'm sorry. Nah, I can't listen too much. I say that to say like, when do we? When do we forgive? Because we're never going to forget, right? I feel like in a situation with Tory, like he's definitely, no, like he needs to apologize. He needs to do 10 times the most of what the fuck Chris Brown ever did to apologize. But I also like hate that people made that Chris Brown's narrative because I truly believe that like he learned his fucking lesson. Like the fact that he was able to come back and still make a killing shows how much people appreciate his artistry. Tory, you cool and all my nigga, but I don't know if you got that kind of fan base. I don't know. And you not cute. And you short. Short. Not, <laughs> not saying that if you're good looking it excuses anything, but it, it makes you more deplorable if you ask me, it's just like, all right, like, you want to go like you and like, it's, it's more distasteful for me that you're trying to shame the woman versus say nothing. Like if I was him, I wouldn't even have my publicist release a fucking statement. Cause that's so corny. Like that's like the hood dudes that that never fucked you, but they couldn't have you. So now it's oh she a bitch and I fucked her and she a hoe. But you never stuck your dick in this pussy. So how could you say so? You know, like I don't know. I'm just really disgusted by him because it's like Tory Lanez. Like like you're not a gangster, bro. Like what are you doing? Like what? I don't know. <laughs>
1: i don't know go ahead go ahead okay (laughs) i feel like forgiveness (sighs) forgiveness is for the individual i do believe that we should allow people to show up as their best self because people do change but as for right now tory cole he all the way canceled i was sitting there like we need to support his ass like (laughs) (laughs) he i get supported. send his ass back that's how i felt on it because I feel like we don't know the whole story. And there's three ties to the story. There's his side, her side, and the truth. Not to say that her side wasn't the truth. Obviously, since it's got a bullet wound in her leg, she showed us the video. Like, but we still don't know the full side of the story. So, you know, I, I, I <laughs> but I mean, with everything, the way he handled it, the whole release from his publicist, I felt like he could have done things better he could have definitely handled the situation better. Um, what did it mean going to the hospital? What did it mean going and having a sit down with her? To check in to see how she's feeling because you were cool with her beforehand. So whether it be the liquor, the weed, whatever they were doing in that car, whatever the case may be, something had you a little stirred up, sir. And are you not adults enough to apologize and to this admit when you're wrong and stand in front of your shit? I think it's also his fame too, because like, in order to admit that he felt he has to take an L, he has to take either legally, yeah. legally he has to take an L because like that means he has to get charged, but also socially, because like now if you admit it, right now people are in a sense of like, well do I believe Megan? We don't know what happened in that car. I can't believe Megan. But if he admits it, the people who were in the I don't know phase. like damn he really did that shit so it's like i'd rather people be for him um to play a little bit of devil's advocate yeah like for him it's like i'd rather people be in the i don't know and kind of like even if it means shitting on her you know what i mean so i get it but it's still like it's disgusting bro and i feel like even as an adult like i always say like honesty is the most important thing to me. Like I feel like, as an adult, as a as an adult, you should be able to own your shit and know when you fucked up. Even if you are a public figure and that means you lose everything you have, you should be willing to stand up for what you did. Yeah, I If you aren't able to stand up for what you did, then you shouldn't do it. I can't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't trust you. With the whole Chris Brown situation, the reason why he was able to reclaim himself is because of the fact that you know what. It happened and he suffered his, you know, he suffered his consequences and he was able to move on. You know what I mean. What he, um, not really, because, you know, we he's still been He's been rough. Okay. He's been rough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a little bit better. He's taking care of royalty. He has a little baby. He may be okay now, but the years after, he was struggling. <laughs> he was struggling for some time. We didn't say it was easy, but look where he's at now, you know. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> haven't heard some news from him for some time, I will say that. Exactly, you know, he, he, he's in a better place now, you know. And that was back when, back back in like, what was that good girl gone bad phase? It was like 2007-ish? 2007, was 2008, 2007 that time. Yeah, we had 2020, and I was just bumping, Chris, I was like, okay, okay, Chris, I, I hear you. I kind of, you know, and I had to say <laughs> you yeah. your canceled. Hmm. I was gonna say he just needs to give us like twelve song albums, like just concise. Maybe some bands moves. I wanna see like a red table talk. <laughs> you know, I watch it. you know. You should do a little red table talk with Jada. And the same way how Jordan did her little table talk, and you know, I think in the same way. give us something, because right now, I'm big mad and I'm saying like, you shot my good and <laughs> I'm taking it personal, because I'm just like, damn. Like, yeah. I love me Meg. I love me for Meg. I love what she's standing for in this generation, especially because of the fact that they over here talking about what being so provocative, and it's like, do y'all remember half of the songs that y'all men be putting out? Like.
0: Girl's
1: ass. He spiked a credit card on oh, Girl's ass.
0: yeah Twitter be dragging the fuck out of folks. So there's some Democratic lady. Can't remember her name at the moment because she's not important fucking. She's some white lady that's going off on Belkalise, aka Cardi B talking about we need more women like Melania Trump and less like Cardi B. And Cardi Belkalise, that's my girl, clap back like. But this looks she she put up one of Melania's nudes with another woman that was like, Oh, this looks like some wet ass pussy to me. When I tell you I was fucking weak, yes, you can still find Melania Trump's nudes online. So what the fuck are we talking about when it comes to wet ass pussy? Because she was selling pussy, so why y'all so mad at like I I just don't understand? Like it's okay no it's not okay y'all let me shut up yo. let's
1: be realistic here they get away with murder they truly do
0: no it's really disgusting like they truly do
1: it's sad it's truly sad because i mean they they get away with murder look how they try to drag michelle even when she was out of office when her husband was no longer in office and melina was <laughs> failing at everything <laughs> You know and stole my good auntie speech exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. it what it is. It's sad. I mean, that's so sad that we have to sum it up to that. That it is what it is. Because,
0: but do we? But do we? Because, my question is, how. We make space for ourselves and continue to empower ourselves and other women by constantly showing up and taking up all space. So then it's not what it is like. If like I was just telling uh, Sasha, but when you when you weren't here, these motherfuckers like men. They need to just admit it. Like at this point, if you don't like women, just say you like men. Say you like what you like or you, whatever you into. Can't <laughs> let it at that. But no, stop, so
1: stop
0: disrespecting black women for standing up for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. One hundred percent hundred percent like I, I didn't, children that these black men have whether they have them with chinese asian italian middle eastern your child is gonna have black blood in their veins honey okay so the genetic code is gonna always be there think about how you want someone to treat your daughter and that's the thing like yo that's
1: a whole conversation on, don't it even that's like, on its own like mm. Black men only wanting to protect the ones that's close to them, like you know, like their sister, their mom, or their daughter, their friend. Like if it's an close relation, but if it's anyone else, fuck you. Send for yourself. Send for yourself. And it's like. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining. Good night. Thank you for inviting us. for having me. Be sure to follow the podcast at Adulting with Wine, and we'll see you next.